Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where we read every chapter of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And this week, we read Maji in the Ma- and the Labyrinth of Magic. Yep. Maji the Magic Times, volume two. Yes. Because Kevin was like, you didn't like this, let me throw another book at you. Yes. And I was like, that's what friends are for, Kevin. Before we get to that, though, we had Shonen Jump, and hey, this felt like a Shonen Jump for the first time in a while. Yeah. I had fun. I read chapters. There were some things I didn't like, but not many. It was nice. All it needed was Jujutsu Kaisen to come back. Yeah. You know, for them to uncancel hard-boiled cop and dolphin and get rid of something else instead, but... Yeah, well... And, you know, have a one-shot from the people who did Promise Neverland. That yep. helped. And a movie tie-in. Yeah, well... I could have taken or leaving that. <laughs> I feel like I missed a thing because I only got 20 this week despite Jujutsu Kaisen coming back into one-shots. I know there was no Dr. Stone. There was but... no Dr. Stone, and I think that might be it, honestly. I think we might be Yeah, it just seems low. weird. Yeah, because we have the two one-shots. I think, we're, I think we're sitting at 19 chapters. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons I thought it was extra weird that another thing didn't come with Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, didn't come in this batch of new series. But I also, I don't know. Anyway, first off, we have My Hero Academia, number 321, from class A to one for all, because we got multiple My Hero this week, so we got to get them out of the way. Yes. What did you think of My Hero this week, Kevin? I really liked My Hero this week. I really liked, you know, it's still that progression of class A is trying to get through to Deku, that it's like, hey, let us help you, damn it. And the moment that really got me was Bakugo basically passing the torch to Ida. Being like, you know, I have, he's uh, like, I think his line is like, I have a ton, I have a lot to say to you, you know, screw that. I have a ton to say to you, but right now I'm going to, you know, hand it off to the guy built for speed because they're like trying to catch up to him. So they're like, you know, yes, I can keep up with you. The bit that got me was the bit at the end where Ida's like, yeah, being a hero is all about giving help that's not asked for. Yeah. But honestly, this chapter I felt was kind of, I did not super care for this chapter. I found a lot of the art to just be messy. I find I that I think this fight is going on a little too long. I thought the mech on the cover was really cool. Yes, like that color page was, and I thought the tw- sort of I, I don't I am almost never on Twitter, so it was super weird that I was to see the response to people responding to Minetta coming out as bi and me almost missing that in the chapter. He uses the term "I fell for you," and people were like, "That's a weird translation." And then they looked at the literal Japanese like, "No, that is the best possible translation." What the gotcha. fuck? Yep, I I also didn't, and I, I, that still doesn't necessarily mean that's what that means. But the joke was, "Oh man, for the first time, a character has come out as bi, and the bi community has been like, please take him back.'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they had no. I guess there was something else with uh, Owl House had a gender fluid character come out recently. Gotcha. <laughs> but I, I do like that. Please take it back. Because I like I read that as not like I romantically fell for you. It was like as a he- like as a hero. Yeah, like, I, I also did. Yeah, and because like I can see that. And a bunch of people are like, "Huh, that's a weird translation for that." And a bunch of people, other people, are like, "No, that's like a pretty much exactly the metaphor he uses, and exactly has the same meaning." So, you know, I can e- easily read it either way, especially with Minetta. Yeah, I just found it amusing that that was the entire conversation when th- there's the stuff you're talking about, which is good. And I thought the art and the fight was a lot less like it, it didn't do much for me, unfortunately. Gotcha. It it really worked for me, like especially those final panels of Ida catching up to him. And like, you know, even though Ida's the the guy who goes fast, like just how fast he's been going that like all the skins being pulled back, you know, just I, I liked that moment. Just jumping on that. Manetta being bi thing kind of seems like something that they literally just tacked on because it's like, I'm bi. No, that sounds like somebody who's not, who's just <laughs> saying like, well, I mean, I'm kind of interested in him a- as a friend, sure, I guess. It's just obviously conversation is going to be dominated around that because there's a huge portion of the anime slash manga community that is queer and wants more representation. Yeah. And they need more. I mean, Yamato's great, but, <laughs> but also he's the only good one, so. Well, and like to... Go on the Owl House one, because I've been watching the latest season. That character is nice because they don't call attention to it. Like, it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, that guy's gender fluid, or that person's gender fluid. 
I was like, oh, okay. And you can do that. With Mineta, it seems extra weird to me because he's because such a he's, side character. Well, he's such a side character, and he's super obsessed with girls. I mean, and that's a story you can very easily tell, right? The yes. person who's super easily super obsessed with girls or comes off that way because they're overcompensating. And I actually think that's an interesting story. Yeah. It's more that if you're going to tell that story, do it with one of the more central characters, or it feels a little token. Yeah. On the other hand, though, in a class, in a story where you explicitly have a class of 20 people, that is where it's very easy to have token characters, and maybe you should. Yeah. Just for representation on the statistics. Yep. As a cis white guy, I have no real opinion on it, other than I also <laughs> don't like Mineta, and I understand why you don't want him. <laughs> and I do wonder if that was intended or not, or if people are reading into it because of weird language that got used. Yeah. And I thought we should bring it up in a discussion, even Fair. though my opinion on it is like, eh, either way, yep. it, it weirdly does not improve or it does not at all change my opinion of Mineta. Mineta yes. <laughs> Whether he is or isn't. Yeah. Nope. Totally fair. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on the chapter? No. Next up, we got Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 153, Underground Fight Club. This was a nice surprise. I really hope that whatever medical issues were holding back the mangaka are solved now. Yep. I, I understand these are ongoing. You, sometimes you can't just take a little time off and they'll be gone. Sometimes you could take years off and they'll still be there. But I hope he took all the time he needed. Yeah. Because this it was back a lot faster than I expected. Yeah, and for me, because I typically read on the app, I either missed it or it wasn't on the app lineup. Oh, did and you it, not read this? No, I did. Oh, okay. But uh, because I have to read Ayakashi Triangle on the, the web thing because oh, gotcha. it's, uh, the, it's listed as the R18, and I don't think Jujutsu Kaisen is. So when I was like going to rank the chapters, I was like, yeah, all of the uh, – Jujutsu Kaisen? <laughs> what? what? Wild wow, Jujutsu Kaisen appeared. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, I'll read it. But I was just like, it wasn't on the app. Or, or like I said, maybe I just totally missed it, but that seems pretty difficult considering it was like the second chapter. Yeah, that is strange. I really like this chapter. I like yeah. the setup for this arc coming up. It's a little too on the nose with its Fight Club thing. Yeah. Uh, hey, who's talking about Fight Club? How did you find it out? But I like the like upperclassman character and his girlfriend that have been introduced at yeah. the top. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, and- I, I wonder how Panda got here. That seems fast, but... Yeah. Well, and it seems like Panda's been here a while kind of thing. It was also, I think, super, super smart of him to finish that last arc, even though, like we said, the ending of it was a mess because his art was bad. It felt yep. super nice to come in on a fresh story yep. here, even yeah, though yeah. we're we're in the middle of a bigger arc. But Yeah, we're, we're at least we're picking up at a beginning and yeah. not like just randomly in the middle. Yeah, so I'm very happy to see Jujutsu Kaisen come back. Unfortunately, I don't have much more to say about it. The fight stuff, like always with Jujutsu Kaisen, except for the time I just talked about, very good. Yes. And I like that even they're commenting, like, oh, this guy's good at fighting. He, he's very entertaining. Yeah. We should WWE this guy. Yeah. It was like, oh, man, he was, like, bringing it up. He was like, oh, I was using all three dimensions to bring the fight up, like, towards the crowd. This guy would be great. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it? No. Next up, we have One Piece Chapter 1020, Robin vs. Black Maria. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I really like this chapter. Brooke getting to do something is cool, like and like legitimately getting to do something as opposed... Oh, I guess he had that thing in Whole Cake where yeah. he got to do something, but like it's been kind of rare for him to be a huge center spotlight. Yeah, and he's even here, he's really just supporting Robin. Yeah. But I do think for the first time in a really long time, which is weird because if you think of an archetypical One Piece arc, this is part of it, we're getting the individual fights for each straw hat and giving them a chance to shine. Yeah. Which, like I said, if you think of an archetypical One Piece arc, it happens every arc, but it hasn't happened in like 10 years now. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a while. But I like that. I liked the Brook is good at breaking those kind of illusions, you know, because he's like... uh, (laughs) Oh, because it's sad, actually. Yeah, because it's sad. Because he was like, uh, you know, I was drifting alone out at sea for like 50 years. I had plenty of those mental delusions. I yeah. kind of I kind of learned to get over them. I'm used to seeing all of my friends being alive and happy and be like, oh, this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's very sad, but I, I like really liked that moment of they were like, how did you get out of it? He was like, dude, this is my everyday. <laughs> yeah, also, we got to see uh, Yamato's Devil Fruit. Yeah, we get some explanation on it. It's uh, He gets to play Okami, the yes. fa- everybody's favorite Capcom game. Yes. <laughs> and then I like the I really liked the stuff with Robin where, you know, it was like, ah, oh, that that you know, that Sanji guy, I can't believe he's your number two. He must have been luring you here to be defeated. 
And Robin being like, no, I'm actually really happy that he decided that he could count on me for this. You know, like, this is exact. I literally, no one has counted on me ever. Uh, that's not true. But, you know, before the, before the, the straw hats, nobody had counted on me ever. So the fact that he's counting on me now means so much to me. Yeah. And I really find it interesting that she calls Sanji the wings of the king of the pirates. I don't know if that is meaningful or in, in any way, but it, yep. that it then transitions to Luffy being like, okay, Momo, I need you to turn into a dragon <laughs> and fly me up there. I also <laughs> found very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. I like that. Just th- some of the, you know, finding more, more about Yamato and Kaido again, being like, you know, good dad. <laughs> Of like you're literally like uh, you you ate the guardian spirit deity thing. Be the goddamn guardian <laughs> spirit deity of our country. Look, no, I want to put you on the throne. That's what you want, right? It's like, no, I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're opening the borders and going on fucking adventures. I, I want to start an adventurers guild and then give myself a quest. <laughs> uh, I I do love Yamato, and getting a bunch of him this week was great. Yep, and, and- also. I really like. I don't think we've ever seen Robin manifest her entire torso before. Not. I can't think of a time. Yeah. So usually it's just limbs. Yeah. Usually it's just limbs. So seeing her manifest like her entire torso as like a giant version for this new ability seemed really cool to me. I was like, oh, that that's gonna be sweet. I just hope because obviously it's gonna be Luffy that beats Kaido. That either Yamato gets to play a pivotal role or Yamato gets a good secondary enemy to fight. Yeah, to get a good moment because that is a problem One Piece often has with its like characters that are introduced for arcs. Like it was a really, really bad in Dress Rosa. That's yeah. the, I think the main reason that Alabasta is better to me than Dress Rosa is Vivi gets to do a lot more than Princess, Lu- whose name Lucy? I can't remember, or her dad. No, I was like, I was gonna say Lucy, but that's what Luffy went for the gliding. <laughs> yeah, but no. yeah, I know what you mean. Where it's like she does, she just kind of sits. There. Is it Rebecca? It, Rebecca sounds right, actually. <laughs> I would be totally fine with uh, Luffy and Yamato basically teaming up. Yeah. And, like, maybe Luffy gets the final punch, sure. But well, that's why I said either yeah. he plays a pivotal role or when Luffy shows up, he gets to hold the gates and hold someone off. Yeah. So they can have a one-on-one. There are lots of ways you can do it. I just hope Kaido doesn't take down Yamato and Luffy has to save him. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Or th- that would, like, not having that happen would be nice. Yamato seems the most positioned to join the Straw Hats in a long time with all the you know Odin stuff before and how he yep. was not a Roger pilot pilot he was not a Roger pilot but he went with the Roger <laughs> pilots to the flying island <laughs> that all seems really set up so I don't think that'll happen but it is I think one of the few things you can re- really criticize one piece for especially some of the most, more recent arcs mm-hmm. but yeah I really enjoyed this chapter yeah, yeah next up we have DC3 which is a one shot by the people who created the promised Neverland and can we have this series instead of either of the two new ones we got yeah please? any of the series these guys have done I assume they're just testing out one shots because they're not sure what they want to do in our testing audiences and stuff yeah this was super solid I was a little like you know like yes this is a one shot but part of me was kind of like I don't really know how exactly you take this to a full series. I, I see what I can, you're saying, yeah. but at the same time, it had like strong chapter one energy. It, it to did, me. yeah. And there's definitely I, a lot of threads there. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that it was like, oh, this was a completely closed one shot. But did, there's also like, you know, you don't necessarily see it in every chapter one, but there didn't seem like the overarching goal. No, and that's that's one of the big things that, like, I've always heard talked about. You know, like that's one of the reasons why One Piece feels much better than Bleach is Luffy has a goal basically from day one that I'm going to be king of the pirates versus Ichigo is kind of just like going from moment to moment. Like he goes from disaster to disaster and then fixes it. And it was like, oh, then now we need another disaster as opposed to Luffy's always like, well, I'm going over there and have to overcome hurdles as I do it. Yeah, I think that's kind of missing like a small part of the point, which is the thing is that Ichigo just kind of does things, whereas yeah. Naruto and Luffy have arcs, even yeah. if Luffy has much smaller, less impressive arcs than Naruto. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean character arcs, not story arcs, I should probably clarify, because obviously Bleach has story arcs. Yes. And I think a lot of chapters start, or series start with this, and then figure it out. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to say was, I know a lot of the time chapter one does not have that overarching goal. I I think Black Clover technically does, because, you know, I'm going to be Wizard King. I'm going to be the Wizard King. That sounds way better than Hokage. How is Black Clover so much worse than Naruto? (laughs) But... 
I just I was missing a little bit of that. So I would definitely read a series like this, though. Yeah, I think they also blow the reveal kind of early if it's a series, but also the reveal is super obvious to me from like the first time it was set up. So mm-hmm. uh, what really impressed me about this was how spot on the humor was. And it doesn't read like a humor series. It reads yeah. like a Shonen action series. But Promise Neverland, and a lot of this was tone, I never really found funny. I mean, I'm sure there were times I laughed at it. Yeah, but I'm it, sure there's comic relief, but I can't think of a joke in Promise Neverland right now. No, it, honestly, it felt more like, you know, they were constantly under a ton of stress. And so they would have those moments of levity, which, you know, are like good for blowing stress and that would be fine. But like you said, it, it didn't feel like comedy. It felt like, all right, let's lighten the mood a little bit. We've been a little dark recently. And I genuinely laughed out loud multiple times at this. Mm-hmm. So that was really impressive to me because even their other one shot we read, the spirit photographer one. Yep. Not really funny at all. No. So yeah, I would really like to see them take on a typical Shonen action series. Maybe that's not what they're best suited for, and maybe they shouldn't. But reading this, I was all like, ah, oh, I would so much prefer another chapter of Nyx next week to yep. uh, the, uh, what we're going to get. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? No. Time for more My Hero Academia, Endiver's Mission, movie tie-in time. What did you think of this, Kevin? There were characters in it. There were characters in it. They performed uh, actions. Yeah, I kind of liked it. It also ties into with what's happening at, in the uh, anime right now. Which I have fallen behind on. Gotcha. I'm very curious to see what they're doing, but I'm also playing Final Fantasy XIV now. Yeah, no, I, I'm also falling, I'm a week or two behind on it. I think I'm a month behind, like three or four. Gotcha. Villainous is the only thing I catch up on. That's light and easy to digest. Yeah, I'm I'm only keeping up with like five, because I'm keeping up with That's uh, the slime. equivalent of me keeping up with one for you. Yeah, well, I... I juggle so many stories. It, it like it just it literally doesn't matter anymore. Like it feels weird when I'm focusing on one thing, like I'm doing right now with I'm rereading Tower of God because that's like 500 chapters. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna like buckle down. He started releasing content again after like a year and a half. So I'm gonna buckle down and reread everything because there has actually a lot of like tie-ins to stuff that you know happened earlier. Yeah. And it feels weird being like, man, I'm like falling so far behind on all my other webtoons, like my other 15 webtoons. And then you can just spend a long time catching up there. Yep. So anyway, you can tell this is a good chapter because we're not talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's very movie tie-in stuff. Yeah. I like. I did actually quite like it. Really, it was just that moment with Endeavor when they were like, all right, Endeavor, you can kind of like calm down a little bit. Like we didn't actually expect them to be able to hit you and him being like, hey, hold on. I've been training these guys for a while. They will actually, like, I am legitimately thinking that they could do it. Yeah. The, I'm not going to give it to them, but they have the capacity to do this. They're very shonen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll watch the movie. I enjoyed the last My Hero Academia movie. That yep. was the last movie I watched before the pandemic. Yep. Would have been fitting if this one was the first one I watched <laughs> after, but that ship has sailed. Yes. All right. Next up, we have Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 72, Mash Burned Dead and the Giant's Chain. I didn't dislike this chapter. In particular, I found a lot of the art good. I think this is one of the best chapters of this arc. Yeah. But I also found it to be pretty rote. Yeah, it was. I just, I liked the, you know, it is a little bit different than most Mashable chapters in that there wasn't really a whole lot of comedy going on. And it was like, There's a little bit with Lance and Naruto guy that I actually really appreciated where they both show their like super powerful spells with the guy and they don't work. Yeah. And, and there's the bit where, like, Lance thinks of his sister telling him to believe in himself, <laughs> and Naruto guy breaks the fourth wall to be like, where did that come from? It's yeah. not relevant to this. Yeah, no, that was that was good. But the ending is serious, which it almost never is. The ending yep. is, Mashal is almost always a joke. Uh, Not typically. A lot of the time, it's usually him punching somebody in the face. So yeah, that's usually that's a joke. Like, it's also Fair. a triumphant moment. Yeah. Often. It's also, you try to get, the, because usually it's also a funny thing. Like, he comes out of nowhere with a flying knee. Or he yeah. does a suplex on a puppet guy. Yeah, to or... be fair. Yeah, that that is fair. Um, but I did also like the crowd being like, you know, yeah, it's a little rote, but them coming around and being like, ah, well, that guy's got no magic. We can't cheer for him. Well, but, like, he's actually doing something. Like, uh, maybe we can cheer for him. Like, you can do it. And in contrast, this ending is him like pulling the giant down with a chain. It's a very yep. shouldn't know it, but it's, there's nothing funny about it. Yeah. He doesn't like break the chain and go flying and the others have to stall for Goku to get back. That would have been great. Why didn't he do that? <laughs> well, it, like you could see he was actually breaking the chain because like it was starting to crack where his hands were grabbing it because it's that thing of the size differential, you know, like 
they eventually, I will call it retconned the fact that Superman can pick up things, but it's like Superman could not lift an airplane with his bare hands. He would just rip through it in like normal physics. They also eventually unretconned that because everyone thought it was dumb and were like, no, we'll just pretend he can. Why okay. wouldn't we? I, he's I, Superman. Yeah, but I was like, I liked the retcon of like, oh yeah, he's got some, it's like, oh yeah, he does this weird energy field. Now we're just going to ignore it. Honestly, the weird energy field makes more sense to me. Like, then at least you're explaining it, even if the explanation sounds stupid. Yeah, the problem is that's you and five other people that yeah, preferred that. Fair. And look, I, they just gave Superboy that power, and I like that. Yeah. But, you know, it's like that thing of, like, oh, yeah, oh, in the Superman movie where Superman catches Lois Lane, he would not catch Lois Lane. He would cut Lois Lane in a three by, or three equal pieces as she impacted his arms of steel going, you know, 150 miles an hour. How romantic. It's also like the thing of, like, I accept Superman can fly. That's fine. But how does Superman fly faster? <laughs> it's like, it's fine. He can do it. Don't worry about it. Yep. Anything else about Mashal? No. Next up, we have Blue Box number five, An Ordinary Girl. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? I really liked the ending and, like, what it means for this. Like, this is a good beat in the story. And, you know, I like the hidden jealousy of his friend character who, like, she almost doesn't understand that she's jealous. I think she figures it out by the end of this chapter. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, like, slowly building this entire time. But I really liked it here. I super love the bit where she's talking to Chi. He's like, oh, she's so nice. I hope she has some weird messed up fetish she's hiding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know that's a 50-50, right? (laughs) That that, that can help you or very hurt you, depending. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, if he also shares that fetish, you are fucked. Yeah. But that bit in particular really got me. Yeah. No, it, it was very good. And then the ending's just super powerful where she, she's like, oh, no, Chise forgot her phone. And so she she tries to like chase after her and follows her home and then realizes that she's at Boy's place. Yes. So presumably she knows she, that they're living together. Oh, they could easily write it off as she just thinks she's there for some reason. Yeah. Maybe she thinks, oh, is he already hooking up with her? Yeah. But she hears him talking about like, oh, what, you know, like. I was going out to the convenience store. You could have asked me. I would have gone and done it. You know. So yeah, you're she, right. I forgot she overheard them. Yeah, so I, she I thought doesn't, it was just visual. Yeah, so she doesn't necessarily know that they're living together, but it's obviously she doesn't know the actual truth of yes, they are technically living together, but that's because you know Chise's parents are out of town and she's staying. It's essentially <laughs> that's because it's a show to net manga. Yes. <laughs> Even in reality, like, you know, you immediately jump to the worst conclusion, especially because you're feeling jealous. Yeah. But, like, I would jump to that conclusion if it was, oh, I saw her go into his house and then I had to talk about, oh, I'm going to the convenience store. You could have asked me. Oh, my God, they're living together. When technically, yes, they are living together. But in reality, Chise is living with her friend, her mom's friend, who happens to be this boy's mom. Yep. Which, is, you know, in itself is an awkward situation, but... So speaking of awkward situations, last but not least, we have Ayakashi Triangle, Chapter 54, Touch. See, sometimes I do the transitions good. There you go. <laughs> this is a sex scene. <laughs> yes. I did really like this chapter, yeah, though. Yeah, no, this was very good. Particularly the ending where it's like, okay, I'll, I will tell my friends that I used to be a boy. And I like that the one they just found is like, oh, man, that's so rough. Wait, didn't we take a bath together? It's probably fine. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I do like that. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> and then uh, they try and tell the the alien ones, and she was like, "You're all crazy." <laughs> yeah, figures. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I do like the little brother being like, "All right, is it maybe working?" And then he goes in, and he's you know like they had this sweet moment of, "Oh, you want to fall asleep holding hands like we used to when we were kids?" And then Suzu is straight up fondling Matsuri. Yeah, it's like, "Oh God, she! I forgot how much she moves in her sleep." Ah, <laughs> uh. mm, marshmallows. <laughs> Good chapter. All right. That will bring us on into Jump Card. Jump card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, not just what we talk about, from our least favorite up to our favorite. A full 20 chapters, Kevin. Can you believe it? No. What is the loser? The loser for me is me and Robico. 
Oh, really? I, I kind of liked Reading Robo Kid this week. Didn't love it. So the problem that me and Roboco hit me was I was really enjoying me and Roboco <laughs> until Roboco showed up. Until Roboco showed up, checks out. And then they overdid it over and like, you know, they Roboco style. They just immediately ruined it. I was like, I actually liked the joke of well, the, you it, know, it's he's your the favorite mi- joke. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's the mind reader kid, and these guys are you know like, oh my god, these guys are actually nice guys. Like you know, ah, uh, he's got no chance. Like that's the prettiest girl in the class. Oh my god, she's into him. Like I can't, you know, like what am I in, in the middle of a uh, shojo manga? And then Roboco shows up and like just ruins it, and I was like, uh, that killed it for me because I was enjoying it, and then it got worse. I mean, I I will agree with your assessment of the chapter. The the second half sucks as Roboco is fair, but the first half I didn't really like, especially because you know you always love the Gachi Gorilla and Rich Guy are yes. actually nice guys. He was like being bullies, joking. It's like, ah, oh, these are the bullies, huh? Well, I dealt with their type, and they're like, he reads their minds, like, oh, they're actually super nice guys. Yeah, he was like, what? No, this, that's got to be something weird, and just like, oh, wow, he, they actually really are nice guys. Yeah, ah, it's good. Yes, uh, I got high school family at twenty. Sure. Yep, I have it at nineteen. Stuff happened. Yeah, I yeah. There was summer. There was a festival. Oh yeah, there were fireworks. The- I did, there might have been jokes, but if there were, I missed them. It it felt like it honestly didn't resolve because it was like it was almost like they had too many plot threads. Because I was like, oh no, everyone got lost. Well, technically, we only resolved the the main character boy and the girl that he likes finding each other because they were trying to find the bathroom. Yeah, which is not a funny joke in and of itself. But it was like, oh, everyone else got lost. And I guess stayed lost. <laughs> and then they were never seen again. And now it's just a regular high school manga. <laughs> what do you have at 19? That's where I put high school family. Okay. That's actually where I put Red Hood. Okay. Which maybe I was mean to, but man, I did not like this chapter. And I have it at 18. Yeah, so and- I, I okay. honestly don't. Hey, Cinderella showed up with her fire magic, you know, like in Ruby. Yep. Honestly, the thing that killed it for me was, so the two of them show up, and they're like, oh, it's you, that one hunter that has a cool nickname. Anyway, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> anyway, sh- why? <laughs> anyway, shonen tropes, shonen tropes, shonen tropes. We'll be the final bosses later, but for now, shonen Trump's worthy opponent, blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. Also, we're burning down your hometown. Yep. Also, why? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you know... It- when they normally have those moments of, like, you see the final villain or, you know, not necessarily the yeah. final villain, but you see the villain, they usually have a reason for leaving other than, I just don't feel like it right now. Like, that's the that's the lamest excuse that, ever of, oh, I, I came I to don't see my want... kids and you killed them, so they're not here, so bye. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Yeah. It just, it felt so forced. It's like, all right, it's cool. Show a glimpse of these dudes and maybe the two of them were hiding or... You know, they had they had an escape plan and managed to get away. Like that that kind of stuff I don't mind too much. Like, oh, let's glimpse, you know, the final bosses early and then we'll see them later. That's kind of cool. But not just like, nah, I'm just gonna leave now. For no reason. Yeah, for no reason. I could easily kill you right now, but I don't want to. I mean I will later. It wasn't even like a you know, oh, I want to fight you when you're stronger kind yeah, of you're thing. You're not worth any XP right now, so I'm gonna wait until you're a little stronger <laughs> so I can maybe level up. <laughs> Yeah, so I completely agree with you. What do you have at 18? Uh, Magu-chan, actually. Okay. I literally like the premise for Magu-chan, but none of the jokes worked for me. Yeah, it's not much higher for me. I, I feel you there. Uh, what do you have at 17? That's where I have Nero. I just feel like this is just, you know, all right, now we're into the, I you know, it's still the tuning exam, but this is more like the uh, Hunter exam from Hunter Hunter, Yeah, where it's like, oh, we're going to be doing, you know, uh, crazy shit while testing I- you. I was really curious where you would put this because you often, if you start to get down on a series, continue to be down, be down on, on it. it. Yep. I thought it was much better this week, but we'll, I'll kind of get into that, I think. Fair. Where, where I put it. I have Candy Flurry at 17. Sure. I thought the fight scenes were pretty good, actually, but like all the story stuff and the dialogue is yeah. not. Yep. No, it's my 16. I completely agree with you. It just seems eh. Yeah. 16's where I put the My Hero Academia one shot. Okay. It was manga I read. Fair. <laughs> what do you have at 15? That's where I put Magu-chan. All right. And that's where I have me and Robico. Gotcha. Because again, it made me laugh. I had to go above the other comedy series to Fair. me because it actually made me laugh and I enjoyed it. What do you have at 14? That's where I have Undead and Unluck. You know, here's a chapter of Undead and Unluck. I like the moments, but it's it's not, it hasn't been amazing for a while. So. Yeah. I'm ready for this series to, to get hard-boiled cop and dolphins. 
Except I'm, for I like Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin. And I'm hoping I'm hoping this is just going to an end. Like, uh, part of me kind of wants it to be like, all right, yeah, so like, well, save the day, and then we can be done. Like, that, that's why I compared it to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, right? Because that got to finish its arc. Yeah, and have a little bit of wrap up time. Yeah. I have Black Clover at 14. Okay. Shipping is my favorite thing in Shonen Manga, so this went much higher than it would otherwise. Yeah, same. But, but I feel like I've seen this exact moment between Asta and Noel before, and she's never been like, oh, I love him before. It's just been implicit to the audience so we can ship him. Yeah. And again, but when I talk about Black Clover being shown in paint by numbers, it's like, and this is where the love interest realizes her feelings. And I'm yeah. like, okay, sure, but why? Why now? Is that going to superpower her? That's what it should do. And it, I guess it, it technically I, did. I, yeah, but she's always getting superpowers. She just had superpowers like two chapters ago. <laughs> now she got more superpowers. What do you Scott have? Pilgrim now fights with the power of self-respect. Ah, <laughs> oh, do not prepare Black Clover to Scott Pilgrim. It's <laughs> such an insult to Scott Pilgrim. Why do you have it thirteen? That's where I have Sakamoto days. It was pretty good, you know. Cute Sakamoto being. Like, you know, I liked how his wife, like, understands and both uh, doesn't understand at the same time. So, like, they, she they stole seems... that squirrely girl joke everybody likes. Yes. It's not quite the same joke, but. But yeah, uh, it was good. I got Undead Unlock at 13. Sure. Completely agree with everything you said. Yep. What do you got at 12? That's where I have the elusive samurai. Uh, <laughs> nothing particularly wrong with this chapter. It's just kind of set up for where we're going next. Yeah. 12th where I have Sakamoto days. Nothing more to say than that. Gotcha. I agree with you. Everything on there. Sure. What do you have at 11? That's where I have Witch Watch. <laughs> if not for Black Clover being where it is, our lists are identical. <laughs> well, we... Uh, and, and me and Roboco earlier. Yep. It, it's greatly amusing. I guess you also have the My Hero one shot elsewhere. Anyway. Yep. Uh, Witch Watch. Yeah. So I had Witch Watch up there. You know, I, I'm a werewolf. I could have called that. Yeah. Makes sense. Which is, is fine. I like the chapter. Yeah. I felt like the back half was a little exposition heavy, mm-hmm. and I the, the sign of the villain is kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, there were some disappointments, but then there was also a lot of stuff I liked. So. Yeah. It, like I said, you know, it's middle of the pack for me. Yeah. I got a loose samurai at 11. Gotcha. I completely agree with everything you said. Gotcha. What did you put at number 10? That's where I have Endeavor's mission. I really like the moment where Endeavor is like, hey, don't count these kids out. You know, because the examiners are like, well, I mean, come on. We didn't actually expect students to be able to hit you. He's like, no, they'll, they'll probably do it. Yeah, but you see these main character stamps on their head, though? And also, <laughs> that one's my son. He's, he he really wants to hit me. <laughs> uh, I got Witch Watch at 10. I agree with everything we said about sure. it. What do you have at number nine? That's where I have Mashal. Okay. Uh, it was it was solid. I liked the moments of the you know the rest of the students being like, oh, oh maybe maybe we actually can care about this kid. And like they're having that turning of you know oh the kid's magic doesn't have any magic and he's not supposed to be able to do anything but he's literally the person saving us right now so maybe that doesn't actually matter as much mhm i have mission yuzakura family at 9 okay i thought this was a decent resolution to the first task of the tuning exams yeah i feel like pacing wise it needed to end this week and it did I am curious about the next test, but nothing about it really got me. The moment where Tayo blocks the attack with his hardening is kind of cool. Yeah. But the fight is also kind of messier than Nishin Yuzakura family usually is. I really liked it, so it went it went a bit higher for me. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. I I liked the pacing, and this was a good way to end this little arc. Yeah, like I said, Shonen Gump, I actually enjoyed reading this week. And a lot yeah. of past weeks, this mid-chapter would have done better. Yeah. But it was pretty standard, in my opinion. What do you have at number eight? That's where I have Black Clover. I, you know, I just like that moment where Noel, you know, yeah, again, sure, it's rote, but the, uh, wait, I actually look, do love Asta. You, look, you do buy points for me with that, but yep. you're still Black Clover at the end of the day, unfortunately. Fair. And for Black Clover, I just happen to like it a little bit yeah, more at do. a base level than you do. It's where I have my hair academia, actually. Okay. Like I was talking about, I, I felt like this chapter was not the best it could have been. I certainly enjoyed it, but again, it was, in my opinion, a pretty good Shonen jump this week. So a sure. lot of stuff just edged it out. What do you have at number seven? That's where I have Jujutsu Kaisen. It's good to be back. I, I had that weird shock of like, wait, I, I didn't realize it was back this week. And it's, you know, nice it, to start it, with this arc. Uh, I think it definitely got swell for that. Yeah. It's still good. You know, I liked the fight with Panda when they're like having the, you know, they're having the conversation in the middle of the fight. And Panda's like, all right, you know what to do, right? Yeah. Ah. And like, you know, clearly does like a stupid punch that was like, oh, no, I have been defeated. <laughs> was good. The two new villains that we're going for seem interesting, and I liked Megumi 
being like, no, I'm going to be the one fighting. Hmm. Uh, and they're like, no, the boss, the, the boss doesn't like you, so he's going to be the one fighting. Excellent, because uh, <laughs> excellent, he's because a fighty would, boy, and I am not. Yeah, I was like, I probably would have gotten my ass kicked because my special power is summoning invisible demons to regular people. And I'm pretty good at swords, but this is not a swords fight. <laughs> yes, it was like, Itadori would be the perfect person, but I can't tell them that because then they wouldn't let him fight. Yep. Seven's actually where I have Nero Way of the Martial Artist. Okay. If this had been chapter two, I think I would have a much higher opinion of this series Fair. in general. I like the idea of him realizing, oh, like I can take the test and I can take the mental part of the test and the physical at the same time. Yep. And him like running up the stairs while doing the test while everyone else has completed it. That's a nice twist on the typical dumb shonen protagonist thing. Yeah, I, I did like that where it was like the reason I do so shit at tests is because you're not allowed to move during it. And, like, I tend to, you know, he's very... He's got a lot of body intelligence, which I feel like there's a better word for it, but I don't know it. Well, it's almost like they're his mnemonics. Yeah. Where he yeah. remember and he remembers, oh, that's I was doing this move, and so if I do this move, oh, yeah, that's this thing. Like, yeah, which I think really, really appealed to me. Fair. Because when I was in high school, I would watch Yu-Gi-Oh! duels and use them as mnemonics. Yeah. Not quite the same thing, but yeah. I could remember every move in a Yu-Gi-Oh duel. And yeah, no, mnemonics are always weird for different people. I still have a couple of like very weird things. It was like I heard this once, and it it's just it's in my head. So yep. it's like, uh, how do you think of this thing? Oh, I you know this thing comes up, and then it tells me the answer. Like that that doesn't make any sense. It was like it makes sense to me. <laughs> what do you have at number six? That's where I have Mr. Yozakura. Like you said, I really like the moment where Tayo blocks the attack, and it was like, oh, what's what's his his older brother's weakness and it was like well he can't destroy his family or something that he loves so like while his blooming would normally try and destroy you it can't because it doesn't want to so i liked that moment and i do like that they're i mean obviously we're going to end with the older brother as the final examiner but i like futaba being at like a tea party and i'm like all right cool what are we going to do here yep i have mashal at six sure like i said wrote but Probably the best chapter in this story arc. Yeah. The jokes worked for me early on. Mm-hmm. The Shodan moment at the end didn't work as well, but worked better than Black Clover stuff. And Black Clover, you shipping my weakness. Fair. What do you have at number five? That's where I have Blue Box. Super solid. I Like I said, I really liked the ending. I've been really enjoying Blue Box, and I'm glad we are getting Blue Box at least. So I'm really looking forward to see how this resolves. Is she going to confront them immediately? Is she going to like hold it in and you know just suddenly be cold to him, or is she going to try and like separate the two of them? I was going to say. So now you're really excited to see it get canceled next week because it turns out no one in Japan is reading it. Jesus Christ! I would be. <laughs> that's how so, Shonen I know, that's, to us. <laughs> yes, that's how Shonen Jump do us. Oh, I really like this series. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> you apparently aren't our target demographic, so no one else did. Yeah. I got Jujutsu Kaisen at five. Sure. Not much more to say about it than you. I think it was a real nice surprise to see it in here. Yeah. And again, he's good at drawing fights when he yep. has when his hand works. Yes. What do you got at number four? That's where I have DC3. Really solid one shot. Really liked this story. You know, the twist is good. You can see it coming six miles away, but I agree. Yeah. I got Ayakashi Triangle at four. Okay. I really like the ending. I the, the sexy bits in the middle aren't bad, but... That is most of the chapter. Mm-hmm. But again, I really enjoyed it, like I usually yep. do with Ayakashi Triangle, and I like that we're continuing the forward character momentum. Yeah. What do you have at number three? That's where I have my hero. Like I said, I really like the... My favorite moment of that is Bakugo being like... You know, it's... Honestly, this is Bak- this is one of Bakugo's greatest moments of character development, where Bakugo goes, I'm going to let someone else go first. And it's like, holy shit. Bakugo let someone else go first. This is this is insanity. Bakugo has realized it's sweetest if you're actually the one to go last. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Three is where I have Blue Box. Sure. I, I really, really appreciated the subtle jealousy. Like you said, we've been building yep. to this almost the entire series. And that like super, super petty joke about, I hope she has some awful fetish, <laughs> just really got me. Yep. What do you have at number two? That's where I have Ayakashi Triangle. Super solid. Funny, I I do really love the the little brother being like, you know, I got you, Suzu. All right, let's see what's going on. Oh God, Shiragana, you can't be in here. <laughs> I got One Piece at number two. Okay, excellent, excellent. One Piece. This is what I want One Piece to be every week. We get a little bit of three different stories, but mm-hmm. each one feels pretty focused and really brings the character out in each of them. Mm. It just wasn't quite good enough for to be number one for me. So what did sure. you think of One Piece? I really loved One Piece. One thing that I forgot to talk about when we were talking about the chapter was I really like, so uh, Momo's crying and ah, Kinemon is dead. And Luffy is like, you can't cry now. You're the leader. You can cry after. Yeah. 
you know, and Luffy's had several moments of that where it was like, you know, I can't, I can't let my grief show. I can't let my rage show. Like I have to be in control. I, I can not go punch that Mihawk guy until the fight is over. Even yes. though I really want to. Yes. I can't lose my cool right now. I have to be in control here, even though it's, you know, his typical brand of, uh, insanity in control, but still the, I really like that moment of, no, you, you can't cry yet cry later. And it's not like you can't cry at all. Not putting on the tough guy act like, no, just, you can't do it now. We've got we've got stuff to do. We've got to we've got to end this, and then we can you know we can grieve afterwards. We can rejoice afterwards. We can do whatever afterwards. Yeah, I have DC three at number one. Sure, it for sure gets that. It's three times as long as everything else boost. But like I said, I was super super impressed by the humor. Yeah, in what is an action story that works. Yeah, it's everything I want to have shown in manga. Why isn't this a series instead of Nero and Hunter's Guild? Maybe it will be. It might um, be. You know, and you know, we do know that Jump tends to do. They haven't done it recently, but they did used to do this, where they would run a one shot, test the waters, and then go like, "Ah, oh, maybe you know, if everyone's like, oh my god, I'm so excited to read this thing,' maybe the creators will be like, "Okay, cool, we can run with this.'" Yeah, I think this might be more them experimenting with more traditional shonen stuff. Yeah, and it turns out they're very good at it, but I don't know if it's what they're going to want to pursue as a weekly series. So that Fair. might also be part of it. I'm just glad that they're still putting stuff out. So, yeah. so it's not like they've, you know, it, not to say that they're resting on the laurels, but like they don't appear to be having at least writer's block. They're coming up with, you know, a couple different ideas. I liked both of them. And so it's hopefully fairly soon we will get something else out of them. All right. So speaking of something else, we read Maji and the Labyrinth of Magic Volume 2 this week. And we will be back to talk about that after the break. So we read volume two of Maji this week. I feel like you should introduce it, Kevin, so you can ask me what I thought, since yeah. that's the more typical. I, I feel like that's the more interesting thing. I don't know what you think of this volume per se, but I know my opinion on this is more interesting to you than I, I yes. think than your opinion of it is interesting to me. Yeah. So what did you think of this volume, Jeremy? It's interesting that it ends in such a like complete story fashion. Yeah. I mean, it definitely foreshadows the next bit, and there are definitely a lot of ways it could go. Yeah. I definitely liked it more than the first arc, but I feel like a lot of its problems still shine through. Okay. A, a lot of things I thought were weird pay off here. But again, sometimes the art is just, especially for the comedic stuff, is just really bad in my opinion. Yeah. Like there's this one bit where Maji makes the girl laugh, and I'm not sure what the joke is supposed Like I'm not sh- sure what we're supposed to think he did that made her laugh. Because like it's implied to be a funny face or something, but we see him and it just... Well, he's he's impersonating her master. There's in like that a silly bit too, way. but there's like a bit before that too. Well, no, that's he was like stretching his face; it wasn't working, and then he like wrapped his turban and he was like, "I'm the young lord," and like that's what got her to laugh. Yeah, like I said, I just a lot of that didn't work, and I also think there's a lot of narration in here. Like I think there's a lot of show don't tell type problems in the story. Okay, like especially when the narrator has to come out and be like, "This is the story, and this is why this is happening." And then there's just a lot of, like, this is a good shonen moment, but you're milking it too long. Mm-hmm. I, I found a lot of, like, th- this ain't shonen jump. <laughs> yeah. This ain't shonen jump kid, which, to be fair, it didn't run in shonen jump. Yeah. It actually ran in Square Enix's magazine. It checks out. That would be what, that would have been my guess, actually. Yep. But I continue to like the setting, and I did like a lot of what happened here. I kind of like Alibaba's backstory. It's a little cliche, I think. A little bit, but. I think it's like the wrong cliche because I wanted him to be more Han Solo rags to riches instead of he's like rags to riches to rags to riches. And maybe if he continues to just be an economy, that'll be funny. But yeah, but no, I I did love that. You know, I like that he has that moment of like, wait, I don't know anything about Aladdin. Well, I I didn't tell anything uh, like I didn't tell Aladdin anything about myself either. So that actually makes sense. Yeah, I like that bit. I find the ending very weird, especially since there's a part of Alibaba's backstory that multiple times they're like, this is important, but you don't know it yet. Yeah. So I definitely presume he will continue to be a character. Yes. But it's weird that Aladdin got transported 
like far away and seems to be separated from him, especially since Alibaba is by far the more interesting of the characters. Yeah. And, and Slave Girl also. Like, Aladdin is the least interesting of what you would call the main characters at this point. Yeah. And maybe we'll split time between them. I'm pretty sure we do. Or if not, this is, a, I, if I remember right, the next arc is more of an explanation of Aladdin being a Magi or a Magi. Um, and it's fairly short, if I remember correctly. And then he meets up with them again. Yeah, I could also very easily see they each have like a small arc and then they meet yeah. up again for some reason. It's not like, oh man, this is terrible. It just struck me as odd, especially with the ending point, like feeling like a a, a the end slash to be continued. Yeah. Like it, it felt like the like the end and there was a post-credit scene to show you what the next movie was going to be, I suppose is a good analogy. Fair. Um, which I liked, I, don't get me wrong. It just seemed like, oh, this direction is like way less interesting to me than gotcha. potential other directions. Gotcha. I still, you know, I like it. It's introducing, we have the other Magi introduced here. He's who I was thinking of as not Jafar. Ah, Amon? Oh, no, the other Magi. I, I was yeah. thinking of the other Dijin. Yeah. He, he shows up for a panel. Yeah. He'd be like, ah, I am an evil man. Ha yes. <laughs> Well, I, and I, even, even then, you know, it's, he's a lot, at this point, it's a lot less about him being completely evil. And it's like, well, no one's the villain in their own story. Like his, his reasoning for taking taking down the dungeon which is bad because our heroes are in it in the moment is well, i mean to be pretty bad if somebody conquered that thing like i i don't i don't want that to happen which he's done right after it has been conquered yes and it seems like it should have come down anyway it would have yes so the like that's that's why none of the none of the villagers are shocked when they see aladdin there is they're like oh that's what happened when somebody conquers a dungeon but he was just going to basically do it without anyone conquering it so it just would have vanished and no one would have been there yeah, it just seemed weird to me because i wondered if we were supposed to take that them just disappearing when they were conquered was not actually normal and that this guy just destroyed them and so people thought that was normal i gotcha like like it seemed like a weird bit of storytelling and i wasn't like that's what i'm supposed to think i'm like i wonder if this is going to be a twist they're setting up gotcha but yeah, the fight scenes are better. Some of the trap scenes are nice. Like it has that nice Dungeons and Dragons feel to it. Yep. There's definitely stuff I like about the series. I think, unfortunately, the characters aren't really one of them is the biggest problem. Okay. Like I definitely am starting to like Alibaba more, mm-hmm. but he also feels like he's very generic in his backstory. And like I said, the character development moments are there mm-hmm. and I don't want to compare them to something like Black Clover because they're certainly better, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're milked too long. Like the author is patting themselves on the back for each one. Gotcha. Or taking a victory lap in a way I'm like, yeah, you. this is better if it's punchier. Fair. And like I said, the, the narrator, anytime he comes in, feels super clunky to me. A little bit, yeah. So I have some like technical issues with the story, but I definitely got more into it than I did in the in first, the first one. Yep. Yeah, this is something I'm going to continue reading. You, you can certainly continue to bring it up. I will not be upset. I will make jokes about being upset, yeah. but I will not be upset. Yeah. You know, part of that was when I bought volume two, I also got three and four because... I tend to buy on Google, and when you buy the, if they, they'll be like, oh, if you want a bundle, you'll save a couple of bucks. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, there are, this... there are a couple of mangas I just bought box sets of that we'll be revisiting, so if you want to yep. revisit for that reason, that is A-OK with me. Yep. Not quite buying the box out of it, although I, I technically could because the series is over, but it was just an anime I ended up really liking, and since it seems iffy whether or not it will continue... You, you figured know, you'd switch to the manga? Yeah, and if the anime comes out, sweet, I'll, I'll do that, but... I do like the manga. Anything else you want to say on it? Because I kind of dominated the conversation. Which, uh, which is fair. Yeah, um, but but I always want to make sure you... Yeah. I, I will do that if you let me. So I always want to make sure that you have the chance to speak at least. Yeah. I really like Morgiana in this, where we get... I really like that moment where Aladdin's like, oh, you know, you can just break the chains. No, I can't. Oh, you're being bound by invisible chains. And, you know, I do like that moment of Aladdin realizes, oh, hey she's bound by something other than that steel that she could easily break. Like she's strong enough to do it, but you know, it's kind of like what happens to dogs with uh, invisible fences. Eventually they don't even need the the shot collar anymore. They just know I can't go over there anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was all right. It didn't do a ton for me. Again, I'm really curious to see how these characters continue because the mm-hmm. setups seem weird in that regard. Yeah. Uh, knowing more about what's going on with them, I I really like it. And I really like, you know, the little bits of world building in this. Like, oh, yeah, Morgiana's from the Dark Continent. <laughs> you know, we have the thing with Alibaba being uh, basically a prince. I do like that the the king being like, I had two other sons. They sucked. So 
I, I went so I got and found a poor a kid. <laughs> I went and found one of my bastards and made him king. Or meant to make him king. And then I was like, and then I did something to fuck that up. <laughs> but I'll tell you about that later. later. And later's like, hey, I'll, I'll, and I have to tell you about this thing I did later. Yes. Like I said, like bringing that up twice in the same volume felt like a lot. I think over the weeks this was published, that would have been fine, though. Yeah, fair. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top, we have Uzumaki Naruto from Naruto. At the bottom, we have Koku from Flame of Rekka. That guy sucks. Dead in the center, we have Hikari Shidu from Magical Knight Ray Earth. Aladdin from Majdi is at 69, not too far from the the nice number. Yes, Kevin. (laughs) Usually that's my joke. Not too far from Hikaru. I feel like Alibaba is the one who makes sense to add, and I definitely think he's better than Aladdin. Yeah. I want to put him below Hikaru, but you're more familiar with the series, so I will defer to you. I like him a little bit more. I'm not saying we go crazy, but I would put him above some elements of that backstory coming up that, you know, yeah, it kind of sucks. I was like, I've got more backstory to be filled in later. But I do like a lot of what goes on with him. This might not be a fair comparison because the character did something for the first time in years. But I don't think he's as good as Ida for my hero. No, that's fair. I don't think he's good as Buggy the Clown from One Piece either. No. I would put him below Kagome, but again, I, I will. It's that's a weird one because I know more about Kagome yep. and you more more about oh. Alibaba. I, I will say Kagome doesn't do a ton of developing and such, so I will defer to you. I think on this matter, I put him above Kagome. I think. Okay, then Alibaba will get number sixty-three above Kagome and below Buggy the Clown, like God intended. <laughs> All right, that will do it for this week. Join us next week when. It's Olympic time, so we're going to watch more beach volleyball. And by yep. that, I mean read Haikyuu, Volume 5. Yes. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts, including It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. There was an episode about that. We mostly talked about Final Fantasy. Yeah. It, it was on Mega Man Battle Network. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. You, everybody have a great week. Gotta stop, don't you know, it's a blimp.